Now, there's a lot of ways to do business. This one seems to polarise more than most. So, which side are you on? Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now, here's your host, Tim Reid. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show and home of Australia's number one small business marketing forum. I am your host, Timbo Reid, but you, so much more importantly, are a motivated small business owner ready to crank out. That's it, crank out some great marketing. Big show today, team, and it is wonderful to be back in the small business big marketing cave, studio, HQ, whatever you want to call it. I am having a chat with multi-level marketer, network marketer, whatever you want to call him, uh, Paul McEnany. He is the second largest distributor of Isagenics in Australia, which is a network marketing product taking the world by storm at the moment. A polarizing chat. I'm sure some of you are screwing your nose up. Others will be quite excited to hear what Paul's got to say. Also got some listener feedback from Prince Julian. Yep, Prince Julian. Uh, Inspirational quote of the week. We've got that coming up. Um, I want to take you inside a blog post challenge that I just started this week with my son and give you a bit of a forum update. So much marketing gold, so little time. Righto, so listener feedback from, well, it's it's not quite Prince Julian, but here's the thing. Um, I often say uh, when I'm talking about my podcast from stage, the fact that it gets downloaded in 110 countries. That's what Google Analytics tells me. And one of those countries is Kazakhstan which always gets a laugh, and, you know, what is Borat doing listening to my show? But, however, I now have a listener in Madagascar. I thought it might have been Prince Julian when I saw the email, but it's not. It is Kev, and it's a very short email. He says, hey, Timbo, thanks for those podcasts. Kevin, a fan who come from dot, 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 Madagascar, exclamation mark. In brackets, yes, you have a fan from Madagascar. Cheers, Kevin Raja Asafara. Hey, Kev. Love it, mate. Thank you. I don't even know where Madagascar is. I should have got the, the atlas out. Us Aussies, we're a bit insular when it comes to overseas kind of geography. But I, it sounds exotic. It sounds like a place I, would, I I need to go to. I need to do a show from Madagascar. Kev, is there, a, is there a Madagascar Chamber of Commerce or some kind of business association that could do with a little bit of marketing love? I'd love to go there. Very, very exotic. And uh, I, I'm just wrapped that you, you've made, you've reached out, Kev, and made yourself known. Maybe there are other listeners in Madagascar. Maybe there are listeners in other exotic places around the world. If there are, hit me up. I'd love to know where you listen to the show from. Uh, send me an email, tim at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Okay, team, bookmark this website address. 99, that's the number, 99designs.com.au forward slash sb. BM. That stands for Small Business Big Marketing. Now, why am I asking you to bookmark it? Because as a business owner, I encourage you to ensure all your marketing touch points are designed beautifully, that they look schmick. After all, us consumers, you know, we're a judgmental lot. We love lovely looking things. And that's where 99 Designs can help. Not only do they make this show possible, but they'll make anything you need designed rock without breaking the bank, and that's guaranteed, by the way. Check these prices out. Logo design from $299. A brand identity pack, that's logo, stationery, and Facebook cover from $599. A brochure design from $299. Product packaging from $399. Crazy prices. Great Design provides a real point of difference in what is now a crowded marketplace, and that's why many motivated business owners have turned to 99designs, including many listeners 
of this show. Thanks for those who have. You'll get maximum creativity with 99design's contest model, where dozens of designers compete to deliver the best design for you. You get to be involved in the process and walk away with a design that truly represents your brand. See for yourself. It only takes one week and you're guaranteed, yeah, guaranteed to love it. Visit 99designs.com.au forward slash SBBM and get an exclusive listener gift of a $99 power pack of services, which on average results in 185% more designs for free today. That's 99designs.com.au forward slash SBBM. So I'm on a blog challenge with my son. Here's how it came about. Jack, he's, uh, he's finishing school this year. I'm a bit emotionally, a bit, a bit sad about that. Uh, he's in year 12 and he's got his exams coming up in a few weeks' time and he's on a two-week holiday right now. Well, holiday, term break. There ain't no holiday in the lead-up to exams, let me tell you. And his English teacher has suggested that he do uh, a one-hour essay from a past exam paper once a day to which he screwed up his nose. But I got the whip out and said, hey, Jack, let's be accountable, mate. Let's be accountability buddies. If you write a one-hour essay per day from an old exam paper, I'll write a blog post per day. And that's what we're doing. And it's working a treat. I've written, so you can go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and hit the blog uh, button. You'll see my blog post. You won't see Jack's essays. I don't think they'll be that interesting when it comes to marketing. They're probably pretty good essays. He is my son, after all. Um, I'm in. I'm four in, four blog posts in. I've written one. Here's, here's the headings of, of the four I've written. Nine ways to take action. Uh, another one is for those hankering for some positivity, giving you some tips on how to stay positive as this world gets a little bit crazy. The other one, next one, is how to never run out of helpful content. Plus, five must-dos before speaking from stage. So, all blog posts about how to improve your marketing, how to generate more inquiry, and I'm actually loving it. And the whole accountability thing is working really, really well for me, and Jack's smashing out an essay a day as well. So, a little blog post challenge, why don't you do it as well, hey? Find someone, buddy up, doesn't have to be blog posts, but do some kind of marketing uh, where you buddy up with someone else and set yourself the challenge. Now, I know many of your listeners got a bit of a laugh from Forum member Nick's uh, little um, insight into the Small Business Big Marketing Forum last week, that crazy Colorado accent he put on. I can't do it. That's embarrassing. Uh, but the forum is rocking, team. Uh, there is so much marketing gold inside there. I'll give you some topics that we're currently discussing or that members have posted and are looking for help on. We've got uh, Jace is looking for help with shooting an intro video for his website and uh, getting some great uh, tips there. Uh, we've got Lee is asking about content scheduling and how he should go about that. Sarah's asking about how to market a depression. Well, depression services. Sarah's um, husband, Lindsay, past guest, is um, a psychologist and um, looking for tips there. We've got uh, Smell This. I love that's Kate's business. Um, is a business uh, that sells perfume, about to open up in regional Victoria, actually. And uh, she's looking for ideas on a launch party. And I've got a post going called If All Else Fails and If All Else Failed. And it's a post that kind of says, hey, if what you're doing right now, for whatever reason, had to stop, what's your plan B and what's your plan C? And that's been a really, really good discussion. Sounds a negative discussion. It's not at all. It's just interesting to think what else could you do if your business shut down today? And that's, uh, that's had some fantastic, um, fantastic discussion. You can join the forum over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and there is a meetup for forum members at 4.30 today. So too late. You, this, this, this episode goes out next week, but I'll be able to talk about the meetup next week. Uh, forum members were catching up and then all listeners are welcome an hour later and that's in Melbourne. So really looking forward to that this afternoon. Go and uh, have to go and get a bit of a haircut, get the lippy off the teeth, uh, <laughs> look my best, but uh, look forward to that. Love building a tribe. Love seeing motivated small business owners get together with the sole intent, well, of having fun and growing your business. Now, how's that digital footprint of yours going, team? Like, what would I find if I visited your website? Have you got a website? Hey, have you? Have you? Would you show up if I search for something relevant to your industry? I do hope so. But if not, and you're starting to think you're an online failure, don't. 
You're not alone. And fortunately, the solution to marketing your business online is a lot closer and cost-effective than you think. Thanks to the very good folk at Net Registry, who not only make this show possible, team, but are superstars at getting your online marketing sorted. They can get you a domain name, the best hosting solution, website design and development, even a Google AdWords campaign. So what are you waiting for? Head over to netregistry.com.au today and tell them Timbo sent you. Let's get stuck in to today's guest, who is Paul McEnany, and he is Australia's second largest distributor of Isogenics, which is a weight loss wellbeing supplement that is taking the network marketing world by storm at the moment. I got introduced to Paul through my speaking coaches, Troy and Zara, who were up on the Gold Coast a few months ago at a, at a health retreat, and they met Paul and his wife, Suzanne. And they got talking, Paul needed a bit of marketing love, and uh, Troy and Zara kindly um, introduced them to me. At the same time, I've had two mates in the last six months have some amazing, see some amazing results through using this product called Isogenics. Uh, one mate lost a considerable, considerable amount of weight and now is a lean, mean fighting machine. And my other mate just wanted to get his diet back in order and, and used it. So amazing results. So I kind of, it was coming at me from both angles. Plus, I haven't had the network marketing discussion on this show for quite a long time, since episode 18, actually, when I had Cody Bateman, who was the founder, who is the founder of Send Out Cards. So I thought it was time to have it again, because after all, network marketing, multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it, um, is a form of marketing. It's a very effective form of marketing. We hear these stories of people making a lot of money from it, and I think it's a discussion that needs to be had on the show. It's also a very polarizing form of business. So, you know, I'd love to hear what side of the fence you're on. Listen to this interview first. I go into it with my cynics hat on, as I say to Paul, and I ask the questions, hopefully, that you wanted asked. And um, I would love to know your thoughts. So you do leave comment in the show notes for episode 206 over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. And Paul has kindly provided me with his contact details, phone number and email address, if you want to contact him to have a discussion about either the health side of his product or the wealth side of his product or a network marketing discussion in general. So I'll give those details out at the end of the epi- at the end of the interview. This is not just a discussion about network marketing. Paul's journey, his life journey is mind-blowing. And he so beautifully shares some insights into um, some pretty dark places that he's been to. And in fact, uh, one of the things he says is that um, up until seven years ago, his life was a lie. Now he's 62. Uh, so um, he's now living the dream and loving what he does. So it's an amazing personal journey as well. I started off by asking Paul, what the hell is multi-level marketing? Yes, well, another term for it is network marketing, and um, what I believe is just sharing um, yeah, your information with other people, and so goods and services can change hands just by word of mouth. So, really, MLM is word of mouth advertising. Hmm, that's interesting de- definition, Paul. It feels like it's more than that to me because. Word of mouth, yeah, tell me more about that because word of mouth advertising is when you get other people either voluntarily uh, or involuntarily to talk about your business. But MLM, there's a a business structure to MLM that word of mouth doesn't have. Well, one of the things that um, we've developed, we've got a a system and uh, a duplication. So what we do um, with our business, we teach people to um, duplicate and do the, and follow just follow a system that is very very uh, very very easy and simple. Just like McDonald's have got their system. Would you like a shake? Would you like some fries? Or would you like a Coke? So yeah, it's very right. very simple. Well, how does it therefore differ from? Because uh, that's what p- people buy into a franchise for the system. They go, well, I could start I could start a shoe repair business, but instead I'll buy Mister Mint because they've got a system. So how does a franchise differ from a multi level marketing business? Well, the great thing about this, you don't have to outlay a lot of money to get a uh, uh, a franchise. Like you can start uh, to get to get like, a to get a multi level marketing franchise. 
Yeah, to get your own, to get involved in MLM, you can get involved for like from $500 up to $1,000. Mm-hmm. And with a franchise, you're looking at tens of thousands of dollars or sometimes up to millions of dollars to get started. Yep. So this is very, very cheap that anybody and everybody can do. Yeah, okay. Okay, so uh, word of mouth, uh, it's all about um, duplication. There is also, tell me about what's the difference between an MLM business and a pyramid scheme? Yeah, great question. That props up all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I hear that a lot of times, from, especially with a lot of new people that get involved in it. Um, MLM is um, completely different because the great thing about uh, MLM, um, the person at the bottom can overtake the person at the top. But all major structures are made uh, – under the pyramid system, like if you look at all companies, there's one CEO at the top, gen- then there's generally managers, and then there's generally supervisors, then the employees are down the bottom. It's very, very hard for the employee to become the CEO because there's only one CEO. But the great thing about this, anybody be- can overtake the person above them. So um, it's a very, very strong sh- structure, the pyramid structure, and all our all our uh, businesses are virtually developed like that, like the army. You have generals, then you have majors and lieutenants and corporals. Then even in religions, you have the the, the pope and the clergymen mm. and all that sort of stuff. So virtually they all run along the same system. But to, to make it um, the actual term for it, it, for a pyramid, if no uh, goods and services change hands, that's illegal. Yeah. So that's a pyramid. So that's the real, the real major reason. Um, but the great thing about we do have goods and we do have services changing hands, which is very, very important. And that's what most people don't understand about the pyramid structure. Yeah, that's a defining that's a defining point of defining difference. I, I was yep. actually going to – I'm going to continue the line of this conversation. First, Paul, I do want to get stuck into your story post-leaving the police force, but I'm just going to save that because uh, we're in now and I'm interested to continue the whole MLM definition kind of understanding the business. Why then has MLM got a bad name in some circles? There's some people you could go to and go, love it, you know, I've been involved in one, did really well. Others will just go, oh, stay away from that with a barge pole. Yes, that's another great question there. I think... um, Welcome to the show of great questions, Paul. Yeah, you're a good, very good, good interviewer. I'm very excited. Good. So I've been involved in the MLM industry for 30 years, so I've heard it and seen them all. Mm. Um, I think what happened back in the late, like 70s and 80s, a lot of people got hurt um, by the way they promoted their business. So like they would invite people around for um, dinner, then they'd pull out their whiteboard and start talking oh. about their business. And I think that was the major thing. Uh, things have completely changed now, um, especially with our group and our team. Uh, virtually, we are v- full 100% professionals and we do not run our businesses like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, you know, and, and sometimes a lot of people blame the company for not having success, which is another thing. Because the first people they blame is, they don't blame themselves, they blame the company for not having their success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I hear that. I, I come across a lot of franchise groups, and if you speak to a franchisee, uh, you know it's not uncommon for them to pay out on the franchise, or oh, they're not doing this, they're not doing that, and as a result, I'm not getting this or I'm not getting that, and um, that always fascinates me uh, because you you pay a reasonable license fee to get into a franchise because you like the brand and yes. you clearly like the way that brand went about doing its business and the product or service it sells so you'd think we well, would therefore leave it to the franchise or to get on with doing more of that but yeah often we we well us humans we're good at finding people to blame and we also make excuses as well. Mm-hmm. So blame, excuses, and we stay in our comfort zone. That's mm-hmm. the three things that I see um, that a lot of people do. Yeah, right. So the bad name that, that's in some circles around MLM, uh, there's, a, there's a historical basis to that because it just I'm kind of re- re- summarising what you've said is that in the 80s or 90s uh, there were bad MLM businesses and people and it was ugly and you would go to someone's home and they would pull out the whiteboard. Um, yeah. 
that's a that that's a hang that hangover continues now. I mean, I've I've tested it, knowing that you were coming on the show um, yep. by again saying MLM, and you get mixed results. What, what else? What else is behind that bad taste? Well, for instance, here in Australia, like um, the, I joined with Amway thirty years ago. That was my first company that I joined thirty years ago. And um, one of the things that I learned back then is. Um, it's not the company. It was never, ever the company. It was only the people, the way they promoted their businesses. Because mm-hmm. the company today is still going today after 60 years. They're doing um, $12 billion a year in sales right now. So that's over a billion dollars uh, a month in sales. So it was never, ever the company. It was only the way that people were promoting it. So, Interesting. But I believe now that it's very, very changed a lot now. And um, it's, it's more exciting now. Uh, that that's interesting. The the um, gosh, Amway's been around that long, and it must be doing something right. Oh yeah. Um, is is this is this bad taste? I mean, my I've got listeners in uh, over 110 countries, including Madagascar. May I say, as of this week, because I got an email from a listener. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know. It could be Prince Julian from the film <laughs> Madagascar. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but um, is is this bad taste, Paul? specific to Australia? Are there American listeners right now going, what on earth is Timbo talking about? No. Um, it's, it's the same in the US. It's the same in Canada. Um, I've just returned from a uh, talk in, um, in the US, uh, a conference over there, and we had 11,000 people there. And it's the same in the US and it's the same in Canada. So um, people have gone through the same things, you know. And, and it all gets down to the people's belief in that as well. Mm. And because if you don't believe you're deserving and worthy of success, it doesn't matter what you do, you know, you'll blame something for your not being a success in in anything mm-hmm. and um that's just common you know common in anything we do it is are there some products uh, that are more suited to the mlm structure of business than others Yes, that's a really that's another great question mm-hmm. because uh, we're in the health and wellness field. So um, we're part of the five fastest growing trends in the world right now. Number one is weight loss and weight management. Number two is more energy and performance. And I'm not talking about in the bedroom, <laughs> but it's more for the for the athletes. Um, then we've got healthy and youthful aging. And number four is online shopping. I, truly, this has really changed our business. Um, online shopping has changed the world right now because of the internet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I asked the question the other day. There was about 500 people in the room and 80% of the people um, put their hand up for buying online. So that's really changed our business now. And also on that, um, this is why Warren Buffett, uh, Richard Branson and, and Donald Trump have all invested in their own network marketing companies right now. Because we, really? Because the way we distribute goods, yes, it's completely changed the world right now. So these guys are all billionaires, so they can see the trends that are coming. And also, number five, we can help people not only with their health, but we can also help people with their wealth as well. Buffett, Trump, Branson, all Branson. Three, three rather big names in business. Well, yeah. Uh, all have bought, of recent years, a multi-level marketing business. Yes, and then you've got uh, Robert Kiyosaki and Jim Rohn and John Gray and all these people all promoting MLM right now. Right. That's, that's fascinating. Do you know what Buffett, Trump and Branson's businesses are? Well, virtually, I think Branson's is cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Trump's was um, telecommunications and uh, Buffett, well, he's invested in three, which is something to do with health and wealth as well. Uh, I have that. I did see that Trump one. That was I saw that a few years ago. Is he yes. out of that, or is he still in it? Well, I'm not sure right. now. I, I think he's he's got interest in everything, so I wouldn't really know. Yep. yep. I know him. And, I know that uh, him and Robert Kiyosaki were uh, went into that together as well. Goodness me, big names. 
Well, yeah, and people don't realise what's going on there because these, if these guys are getting involved, there's more to it. And then um, we just had a presenter, um, Paul Zane Pilsner, was one of the, the top economists in the US, and um, um, he was advisor to the US, um, two US presidents, and he's also um, uh, advisor to India on their health um, structure right now, so mm-hmm. he's senior consultant. So he he believes the health and wellness industry is the next trillion dollar industry. Wow, I mean it's not a new industry, but and people uh, are always you know aging population and uh, people wanting to you yeah. know stay fitter longer, all that type of stuff. That makes a lot of sense. Well, the baby boomers, you the know, baby the baby boomers, yeah. Now, Paul, let, let's um, that that's good, mate. I, I, that gives me uh, and hopefully the listeners um, a rounded view on multi-level marketing, what it is, what it isn't. I'll have some more questions around that, but I am interested uh, in in your story. So, you left the police force in when? What I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to do it. This is your life or a, a biography of, of Paul McEnany, but uh, when, when did you leave the police force? Well, I left school when I was 16 because my teacher said, you either leave school or you're going to end up in jail. Yeah, so you'd amount to nothing. I'd amount to nothing, so I left, and then I, I joined the police cadets in 19... Hang um, on, I, I didn't want to do it. This is your life. No, 1968. <laughs> yeah. uh, 1968 to 1983, I was in the police. and um, Why'd you leave? In- Sorry? Why'd you leave? Well, I had a I had a nervous breakdown, to tell you the truth. I... Um, I got involved, um, uh, my son died and my, my mm-hmm. brother died and then um, uh, I got involved in a, a, a car accident. Then one day I went to my car and it, uh, on the windscreen it said this could have quite easily been a bomb. So they found out who I was. So that night I was transferred out of um, Newcastle and, I was, and my family and, and we were gone that, that night. So um, Jeez, there was a mate. lot of stress around that time. Wow, a lot of stress. Yeah, uh, that is a good reason to leave. You you left uh, under pretty extreme circumstances. Did you know what you were going to do, or you just needed to move on? No, I just had to move on because I was just sitting at home. I was drinking, feeling sorry for myself. I, d- I didn't have a clue. And actually, the police doctor, the police medical officer, told me to go and learn how to relax. And um, so that's when I did my first personal development course. So that was back in 1984. So, um, so I've been learning and studying ever since. What, uh, that's interesting. Again, gee, how many successful small business owners have I had on this show that you know personal development comes up in the conversation? Um, at, at that point in 1984, when someone says go and do some PD, what kind of bloke were you? Were you a? You go, oh, really? That's for sissies. Well, I was down and out, and I was virtually ready to flip off the planet. Right. So at this stage, I would have done anything because Two choices. I, was, I was on, you know, I was on taking medication. I was drinking, and I was, you know, I was off my face for eighteen months. So right. I was down and out. So whatever he told me, I was ready to do because I was, I was at my end's tether. And you obviously, what, what did you do? What, what was it? A, was it that first course that, that well, changed everything? Yeah, that was definitely, I went to a course by a guy called Paul Blackburn and um, Paul was working with the Institute of Sport down in Canberra and I went to his course and virtually he took me under his wing and mentored me and then I started teaching Paul's courses on the on the personal development. So it really sort of um, put me on the road of reading and learning. I'm interested, um, Paul, to understand that moment. There must have been a moment where you've gone... You've started doing this course. You're in in the absolute a bad dark place. You've started doing this course. Can you remember when the light switch flicked on? Well, I, I was, I was <laughs> the defining moment was when my brother died. Actually, because then I just lost the plot and I was out there um, drinking heavily and doing crazy stuff mm. and that because I said, okay, this is my life. I want to live it to the fullest because he was only 31 at the time and died of cancer. So mm. I thought, whoa, I'm going to go hard here. But then in the course, what, what he said, you've got to let go of the past and virtually just focus on the present. Mm-hmm. So I, I started living in the now and that's when it really started to change my life, li- living in the now. Hmm. Mm, that's it. It's, it's, uh, it's good advice. Don't look back. Look forward. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I find that a lot of times a lot of people, they look back and they virtually, they're, they're reliving their lives over and over again. So I had to let go of all that, you know what I mean? So I've really come to grips and to terms with that, which has really changed my life. But then I, I can also help other people because I've, I haven't just read it from books. I've got real-life experience. Yep, yep. No more if only. No more trying yep. to re-engineer the past. Yeah. Yeah. So you, 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 that's fantastic. You, you, uh, you came out of that dark place thanks to a fellow Paul Blackburn. I must look him up. And, yep. um, you then, uh, what happened? What, when did you go and you, you became an Amway distributor at a point in time, did you? Is that the yeah, first thing no, you did? Yeah, 1985. And, um, I was taken under a wing, uh, by a, a couple called Peter and Debbie Cox. And they, they're virtually, one of the top um, MLMers in the world and uh, right now. And uh, so they mentored me and helped me and taught me everything. And um, the things that I learned 30 years ago, I'm now teaching to other people now, which has helped us be successful. Um, well, two questions there. Did did the Cox family take you in uh, for a, a, what you thought was going to be a dinner party and pull out the whiteboard? No, no. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, they might have. <laughs> no, it wasn't quite like that. Not quite they, like that. No, no. They took me under their wing because they could see something in me and yep. um, they saw the potential and um, I couldn't see it in myself, but they, they they saw something and they believed in me more than I believed in myself. And um, I just listened to everything they they said and um, completely changed my life. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sure they said a lot and I'm sure it happened over a period, a long period of time, but- what were the? Can you give me a top three things that they said that you continue to use this day in your business and helping others grow theirs? Yep, good question. And they said always don't come from the head, come from the heart. Mm-hmm. So when you're helping people, virtually just come from the heart. Um, share your life experiences because that way you're helping people to um, with their with your knowledge and wisdom. So you, by focusing on helping others, you will become successful. Right. Is that is that the second one? Yep, that's yeah. the second one. And uh, also, it, it, the more people you help, the more successful you will become. Okay, so that's all around. I'm just jotting these down because I want to get it. I want to go down those rabbit holes. The more you help, more success comes your way. Yep. Okay, so don't don't come from the head. Come from the heart. Uh, yep. What? Tell me more about that. Well, instead of giving facts, a lot a lot of people give facts and and they. they they give people too much information. What we do when we when we sit down with somebody and we're building one of the major things we do we build relationships with people because this is a relationship business. So what we do we what, what um, business isn't by the way? Oh, true. Everything's relationship, but um, you know. So we know why they want to build the business. We sit down and find out why they want to build the business. So some people might just earn an extra five hundred dollars. Some people might be to retire their husbands. Some people might want to just to have get rid of their husbands. Yeah, get rid of that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and then um, a lot of people just might have their kids go to a private school or they, they, they want some extra cash for travelling. So we focus on why they want to build it. It's not on what I want for them. It's what they want for, for themselves. So mm-hmm. we really do focus and, and we really dig deep to find out what they actually want. That's interesting. Uh, I, I don't think we do enough of that in business. I... I um I made. I went out to make a big purchase today. I won't go into the details, but it was a big purchase in my mind. And I was oh, not massive purchase, but I was kind of hoping that the salesperson uh, would kind of asked what my needs were and what my circumstances were, as opposed to going straight into the various products that yes. I that I guess they wanted to sell me. Yes. But like if, if if he had have spent, you know, 10 or 15 minutes just going, well, explain, you know, how you're going to use this and what you're going to use it for and what you're currently using and what you don't like. You know, like those types of questions, uh, A, I would have felt they would have got a better understanding of my circumstances and could have, could have provided a tailored solution to me. Secondly, would have developed a whole lot of rapport. 
Oh, for sure. Because uh, when, when I sit down with them, and, and even what Suzanne does, my partner, she does the same thing. She's she's excellent at doing that because you know we know their their, their partners' names, their children's names. We know their dogs and their cats' names, and virtually what they want. Because you know, in this business, same as any business, when they get into a trough or they they start to doubt themselves, I always bring back their why. Why are you building this business? What do you want to achieve? So because you know everybody goes through their slumps in especially in this business and and every business really it is um it just uh the cynic in me would just say surely everyone just says i want to be a millionaire no no it's that that's really strange because no they don't they don't want that because sometimes people can't relate to that because it's too big a, a dream they don't believe a lot of people don't believe they're deserving or worthy of, of of becoming millionaires so it's it's really difficult when I sit down with them because to tell people that we're earning over a million dollars a year it's really you know I don't really do that because they can only relate to like earning twenty five or thirty thousand so if they if they're if they're earning forty or fifty thousand, I only talk about replacing their income of forty or fifty thousand because they, then they can relate to that, mm-hmm. you know. Because then they've got the option when they get to that, they've got the option to you know um, go full time into the business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't come from the head, come from the heart, uh, yeah. and and that is all about um, I guess showing empathy. Showing compassion and knowing that uh, there is a there's a marketing principle that uh, I think it's called post purchase cognitive dissonance. Paul, hey, <laughs> yeah. I want you to say that three times fast. Go. <laughs> oh yeah, I can really say. Oh, let, let me give you an example. Well, hang on. Before, well, you can't leave. I can't leave that. I just need to finish that story. I think what it says is that people buy on emotion. They yeah. rationalise their purchase uh, rationally, so yes. um, they will then go back at a, at a point in time. Time, the head will kick in yep. and they will go, they'll look at the numbers or the build quality of something that they've bought or something that's more rational than it is, is emotional. And it that, yep. that rational stuff does to, tend to kick in later on. My guest last week, uh, creator of an online, online accounting software, he talked all about this, all about your selling emotion. You know, yep. anyone who thinks they're selling, you know, um, widgets – are kidding yep. themselves. You're selling emotion. Doesn't matter what you're selling. Go on. Well, well that's so true because when when I got the phone call from a, um, a doctor friend of ours, Doctor Jerry Shaw, he rang me up and and at the time um, I'd lost everything four years ago. I remember crying into my beer because I I never had enough money to buy Christmas presents for my grandchildren, and at that that time I said this will never ever ever happen again. It was probably one of the worst times of my life and, um, you know, I, I just – I made the decision that I'm moving forward. And then well, about, I, I want to go back to that. So, yeah, keep going. And then about two weeks later, it was like a destiny call. I got a phone call from Dr. Jerry Shaw in, in the US and he said, Paul – he said, I want you um, to try these isogenics products. I've got 150 of my patients on there getting amazing results. Was he a mate? Yes, he was a friend from a long time ago. And I said, Jerry, I'm not interested. Don't even talk to me. Number one, I haven't got any money. And number two, I haven't got the time to build another business. And, um, and then he said the magical words to me. He said, Paul, how's that working for you? And I was like, whoa, it was like a stab in the heart. How's that you know? working for you? How's that uh, working for yeah. you? And I was like, oh, Jerry, you know it's not working for me. Mm. <laughs> and then he said the magic words, Paul. He said, look, I want you to try the products. You've got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't get the results, send it back. So, And that's how I got involved with um, the company. Right, uh, with Isogenics. Okay, well, yep. hold that thought because I do want to finish these other two bits of um, gold that the, the the Cox couple shared with you. So the second one was share life experiences. Yep. What's that mean? Well, a lot of people just they read books and, and they virtually just they, they talk about facts, 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 facts. But um, uh, facts tell but emotion sells. Mm. Like what you said before, um, get people emotionally involved with you. Find out what they want. Not it's not what you want. So you know, get get emotionally attached to the people. 
by okay. telling your life stories and telling Story. other people's stories. So you're talking about stories are so important. Yeah, so you're talking about storytelling's everything. Again, yes. uh, in fact, the the people that introduced me to you, Troy and Zara, who uh, are my public speaking coaches, uh, if there's one, well, the one thing that they have helped with me is the development of stories. Because yep. you know, as business owners, we know our stuff. You know, if you're yep. a plumber. You know how to unblock a sink. Uh, you know, if you're a vet, you know how to fix my dog. Um, yes. But in order for me to become a customer of you, the vet, or you, the plumber, the ability for you to tell me stories is uh, amazing. You know, if you, yep. you know any business owner that can construct stories, there might be the story. I had a, I had a lady on the show episodes ago, Paul, uh, a lady called Valerie Koo. She's written a book called the uh, the eight power St- or power stories, the eight stories every business owner must tell. I know yep. she listens to this show, so she's oh, gonna, she's probably going to drive off the road. She listens to me on long drives, which is kind of um, that's how I keep her company. So Valerie, <laughs> eyes on the road, please, hands on the wheel. Um, yep. But um, yeah, storytelling. Powerful stuff, underutilized. So, so um, do you when you find someone's circumstances, do you then look for a story within you that may resonate with them? Yes, because because of our experience, like we have thirty six thousand people in our team, so obviously I can relate lots of stories of personal stories and personal successes and personal failures. So um, from those thirty six thousand, we have many, many, many stories so that we can uh, relate to, um, which is very, very important. Mm. So so when I meet somebody, what I try and do to them is then introduce them some to somebody that has a similar story. And then they can relate to those people. Yeah, right. You're a connector. Yeah. You are a connector. What, what's your su- – I'm, I'm just going to digress here. What is your superpower? Oh, geez, that's a – never had that question before. Ah. Superpower. Let me just go and get some more questions you haven't had before while you think about that. <laughs> well, probably I, I, I love people and I – my secret is I, I come from the heart. I see it. Mm. I, there's, I, I just call it as it is. Mm. Um, and that's the secret of our, our success. Are you a bloke at some point, going to go out on a limb here, did you realise that this is going to sound so rude? You, you, can, you can tell me off if this sounds rude. At some point, Paul, did you think, you know what, I'm not the smartest bloke, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, Um I don't do numbers. I don't, you know, I, I don't know all the fandangle goings on behind big business. But what I am bloody good at is I've got a high emotional intelligence and I love people and that's what I'm going to use going forward. Well, as, as I said, I left school at 16 and virtually just a, just a virtually up the, up the teacher, really. And, um, <laughs> um, and then virtually um, undercover in the police, you don't have to be real smart to do that, but it's, it was very dangerous. So I was mixing with murderers and I was around when there was murders being taken, um, lives were taken and people were being bashed and fingers and things chopped off. So right. you can imagine I was, I was ending up like them. So I've had to completely change my personality. So I was really, really hard person. So then I had to switch over and virtually – um, come from the heart, and that's you know that's why we're having so much success right now. And when you when you made that switch, did it? We, we, who's the true Paul? Uh, you know, are you now one hundred percent comfortable in your skin? And back then, you were living a lie, or was uh, it? My whole life was a lie till I was fifty five. So my whole life has just been complete lie till you know, as I said, to fifty five years of age. I how, was doing- how old are you now? Um, sixty or sixty-two. Unreal. Gosh, thanks for hey, mate. Years ago, I found myself. God, oh, thank you, mate. For, oh, we haven't finished yet, by the way. But I do want to thank you for the, your honesty. And I don't know whether I'm digging too deep or whatever. You'll, no, t- you'll tell no. me. You've it, seen it, it all, mate. I'm just well, a little I'm bloke so, on a no, microphone. <laughs> Yeah, I've been around the traps a few times and, you know, I worked up at King's Cross Police Station for <laughs> like six years. So, You've you know, seen it all. I've seen, been in, I think I've, I was involved in and with 24 murders up there and, and I think I was 32 suicides and drug overdoses. So I've you, seen it all, mate. You have, mate. Um, uh, number three, uh, thanks to the Mr. and Mrs. Cox, more help. 
uh, the more help you give, the more success comes your way. Now that that again, you know, like that, we hear that. It's like at what point, if you're not hearing that, listener, is that going to not sink in? I talk about helpful marketing a lot. In fact, my keynote is called The Helpful Business, Paul, um, yep. and I give examples, rational and emotional examples of businesses that are incredibly helpful. Every now and then I touch on the fact that, you know, and I, mate, I am no chemist, I am no biophysicist, but I do know that when you're helpful, it releases uh, I used to say dop- dopamines, but dopamine. In, <laughs> Dopam- <India. laughs> it yep. makes you know it's that drug that makes you feel good. Being helpful yep. is a good thing. Yes, that's for sure. Uh, John Gray talks about the dopamine a lot. So um, right, but um, let me give you an instance. Like we've got the thirty-six thousand people in our team, but those that number have only come from ten people. So we've we've helped, taught, and mentored ten people. And those 10 people are all earning between 500000 and a million dollars a year. And then they've got another 20 earning between two hundred and fifty and 500000 a year. Then we've got about 50 to 60 earning 100 and upwards. But all we did was mentor 10 people. And now we have over 3,000 people joining us a month right now. I look at this in the context of staff. Just you know, staff's such a problem with every small business owner I speak to. A staff attraction and retention of great staff. Yep. Um, you said you helped ten. You got thirty six thousand people in your. What did you call it? Your group in, in our team. In, in your our team, team. Yep. Um, you helped ten of them. Yep. Uh, look what that's done for you. Um, in terms of helping, what do you, what do you do? Well, virtually, we find out their why, we teach them the personal development side of things, and we give them the system that that duplicates. So everything that we know, we share with them, and then they follow the system, they duplicate what we do. But the trouble is in the corporate world, that doesn't happen so much because mm. they don't, the boss doesn't want you, know, you to overtake them. So they keep some of the information to themselves. But we share everything that we know. We want them to be successful because, as I said, the more people you help become successful, that helps you as well. Yeah, okay. So there another penny drops, another MLM penny drop there, Paul. So you help. Uh, it's like employ people smarter than you. It's kind of like that, isn't it? It's like you find people that can be better than you, and yep. it's just, it, just going to help grow your business. There's no pride. In fact, you, you want nothing more than people in your team you know, it, it, at its most basic to earn more than you. Yeah, most of them are more um, brighter than me, but there's a couple not quite as bright as me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how late are you too, if you're listening? <laughs> yeah, I hope they're not listening. Do they, do they, would they know who they are? Yeah, I know. Oh, I love that. We, hey? love them all. we love them all. We love them all. But they're probably very high up in the emotional intelligence, you know? They're probably- they are. They are they're, they're hearts on legs. They are truly hearts on legs. <laughs> I love that. All right, mate. Well, listen, they're three good tips. Now, I am going to... You got into Amway. Um, I'm going to fast forward here because we're running out of, of time. Yep. Um, you you told me a story when when I first met you. Um, you were running. You had a multi level marketing business. You were living in Bali. Yep. Uh, you rolled up one day uh, to the business's head office in Bali, yep. or, or its Bali office. Yep. And what happened? Well, we, we knocked on the door and virtually they closed the office down on us. So Overnight? Had, overnight. So we, we, did, we, we were clueless. We had no idea. Were you and, doing okay? That Were you kind of making a quid? Oh, yeah, we're doing very well. And um, we had thousands of people in our business and, um, you know, so uh, we were crying and, and they were all crying. So we found them a new home with another company. And then Suzanne and myself, we come back to Australia with our tails between our legs. So that was it for us. Uh, I reckon you're, I don't know whether you don't want to share, but you underplayed that. Yeah, well, we lost everything. We virtually lost everything. We lost our home. Uh, we we lost. We, we we were completely broke, and um, you know we, we were never going to get involved with another company again. And then um, did did uh, um, um, 
Suzanne, this is your lovely wife. Yep. Had an accident also during that time, didn't she? Yeah, she had a spine, a serious spinal injury, and she couldn't walk. And so, we, 2010 was the year from hell for us. 2010, Every, four years ago. Yeah, only four years. Everything we did went bad, and um, and, and it's amazing what a decision can make. When, when I said that this is never, ever, ever going to happen again, uh, we we also at the time we had to borrow money off. Suzanne's um, daughter, Katie, um, just so we can pay the bills. And um, so uh, it was a devastating time for us. You Absolutely mo- devastating. Uh, well, uh, the second one. You've moved back to Australia. Um, you literally, you know, I can't imagine the detail of that. That would um, send most into a meltdown. You've moved, you got back to Australia. Um, you borrowed money from your wife's daughter. Yep. You... Uh, <sighs> What did you do? I don't know. I so many questions there. How well, the hell did you get to talking to me now? Well, virtually, and then, and then um, we met the owners of the company. Um, of Isogenics. Of Isogenics. How? And, well, through Jerry Shaw, the doctor, and, um, and we, we had to be very, uh-huh. very careful because Suzanne, uh, my partner, she was a ballerina. She danced all around the world, and she was Lady Diana's personal trainer for three years and Barbara Streisand and Bette Mittler. So we had to check out all the products, and, and we took all the products to biochemists and make sure the products were all approved, and they're all approved by the TGA here in Australia. So we did three months' due diligence before we spoke to the owners. And then when we sat down with the owners, we knew that they come from the heart and they they uh, they didn't come from the head. So um, besides that, they were billionaires, so they didn't need the money. They they didn't build this company for money because they were already billionaires. Um, so I wasn't about that. And when we sat down- If, if they were billionaires, well, there's a couple of things there. In three months of due diligence, that, that, that was three months after coming home from Bali and being yep. in a very dark place. And Suzanne's in a wheelchair and so- Yep. God, how you found it. you got some resilience, mate. Um, secondly, uh, again, so I just put it, just let me get my cynic hat. Hang on, yeah, I've got my cynic hat on again. Um, oh, yeah, put it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if they were billionaires, why and they'd invented isogenics, um, why didn't they just go and well, uh, best case scenario, give it to anyone who would benefit from it? But that's just you know we, we are all in business and we're not charities. Uh, why did they go and start it in an MLM structure, which was going to make a lot of money? Well, he, he this is really interesting. This is one of the major questions I asked. Why did you get involved with um, uh, MLM? And then in the 1970s, he, he owned 123 gyms. So he's one of the first people to own gyms in the US. And then when he sold them in the 1980s, um, he became very, very wealthy. A big company come and bought him out. And then he, he became the CEO of the, the Cambridge Diet, which was the first diet in the world. And virtually he took that business um, to a billion dollars accumulative sales in just 30 months. It was one of the fastest companies in the world to ever achieve a billion dollar um, turnover. And, and then he retired and became wealthy again and virtually he was retired for 12 mm-hmm. years and, and then he got asked to come out of retirement um, and set this company up and that's exactly what he's done. Hmm. Okay, so he's gone ahead and done that. This Dr. Shaw bloke has heard that you uh, have hit a low point having yep. um, lost everything in an, another MLM business. Just You don't have to say who it was. What were they selling? What was the product? Um, it was like a, a gel, a sports gel. Right. Okay. So that's that's sent you, you know, bankrupt almost. Yeah. Um, uh, so Dr. Shaw's called. He says, try this out. You're going, not again. You, yeah. you have three months of due diligence. It's well, passed the test uh, as a product. Yep. Well, in that three months, I was I come back, I was 114 kilos. I was stressed. I had a big stomach. I, I, I was just... Mate, where did all this personal development go? Well, virtually over in Bali, this all happened virtually in, in, Oct- in October to January. I just went on, on a drinking binge mm-hmm. and just eating and I was just, I just went crazy. So oh, it was just... A lot of Nazi goring and bintang. Oh, well, lots of bintang and a lot of mixture of drinks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I just lost the plot. But mm-hmm. um, 
and, and virtually it was really easy to put it on. But um, I, I lost um, 10 and a half kilos and 12 inches in my first 30 days. Mm-hmm. Then I lost 28 kilos and 29 inches in 90 days. So I knew that we we're on a winner. This is as a result of the Isogenics product. Yeah, yeah. Because one of the things that I noticed when, I, and I don't come across many uh, MLM opportunities, although I have had a number of listeners approach me because of the nature of it, I put myself out there on the podcast. Um, some of them cut straight to the business case as opposed to talking about just how good a product it is. Yep. Yeah. So you've obviously gone and you know you've 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 the walk the talk. You've tried it. It's worked. Yep. And now you're going, well, is this buddy good? Then I'll, uh, you know, I'll sell it. Well, here's the thing. 82% of our uh, people that are on Isogenics are virtually just product users, which gives you a great indication hmm. because um, that's where the residual income comes from. So if they weren't getting great results, they wouldn't be yep. reordering every month, which right. is very, very important. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm guessing then in two th- so when did you sign up to become a distributor of Isogenics in 2010 2011? No, 2000, January 2011. January the 18th 2011. Right, three and a half years ago. Yep. Now, now you're making a million bucks a year. Yep. What did you did you, oh, you I'm guessing you applied those three principles again. You just picked yourself up off the ground Suzanne got better. Um, and yep. you've you've just again have you applied those three principles? Well, Suzanne was completely, I mean, completely negative and skeptical and wanted nothing to do with anything. So uh, that was that was a work in progress. <laughs> she wasn't right on board like I was. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, so that took a lot of work for her to believe, and 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 she got her belief when she sat down with the owners, uh, Jim and Kathy Coover. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, and then what? One one sale at a time. What? Do you, how, do you, how do you build a business like that coming out of such a dark spot? Well, when I got good results, the amazing thing was people yeah. people were asking me, Paul, yeah. what are you doing? You look fantastic. Gotcha. And I, I, no, then I just, you know, that's the magic question. You know, what are you doing? And virtually, I didn't even have to really promote because they, they'd seen that I'd lost like, you know, ten kilos, and then. 15 kilos, then 28 kilos, yep. and, I, and, it was the, and it was the best I'd felt in 30 years. So I was, I was now running and exercising. I felt fantastic in myself. Mm. Okay. And then yeah. at that time, I felt like 10 foot tall and I was bulletproof, you know what I mean? Yep. Before I was one foot, you know, in the grave. Yeah, okay. So you've got a whole lot of people asking you, geez, Paul, you're, you're looking good. What have you done? You hold up the isogenics jar and say, here, this is what I do. At that point, it really they're they're selling themselves. They're saying, "Oh, you know, I need some of that." And one out of ten, I don't know, whatever the number is, then say, uh, "Well, you must then have to say, well, there's actually a business in this as well." Well, yeah. It, it, number one, they're going to try the product so they get the belief. So mm-hmm. then they're, they're speaking from the heart and not the head. Mm-hmm. So the, the products are very, very important. And um, and the great thing about that, we've got a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if people don't get the results, they can send that back. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really important part of it. But um, uh, then also the business side of it as well, because 60 to 70% of people hate their job. They hate their boss or both. So... <laughs> So we've got a really, you know, we've got five of the fastest growing trends in the world. And then with all these people hating their jobs and hating their work, mm. you know, it's it's a, just a recipe for success. Yeah, right. Gotcha. So so now uh, you are, um, what, what's, what's a day in the life of Paul and Suzanne look like? Well, we, we our lifestyle has completely changed. We've um, been on 16 trips around the world, and this year we've been to Bali. We just got back from Alaska. Jeez, well, I'm surprised you went back to Bali after all that. Uh, no, no, and we're going back next week. Uh, next uh, week we go to Bali for a week, mm-hmm. then we go to Paris for a week, then we go to Italy for a week, and then we come back in November. We go to Vietnam. We open up in Vietnam. Then we open up in Indonesia. So then we've got access to another 350 million people. You are living the dream. Living, living the, the dream. La Vida Loca, as Ricky Martin would say. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but when, you th- when, you think, when you think about Tim, four years ago, we were down and out, mm. truly down and out. 
So it, it, it really, we, ha- we really have, and, and, and the thing that I love most, we're, we're changing people's lives. You know, th- these 10 people that we've got, they've retired, and, and some of the, the, the ladies, they've retired their husbands. So that, those, their families are completely changed now. Mm. And then they're changing people's lives, and then we're duplicating what, what we've taught them, and, then, and it's just going down the line. So we're changing yeah. people's lives. Yeah, well, any business that can do that, it's wonderful. I, I'm, I, I, even in my little podcast, this, this show that people are listening to, you know, the, the amount of emails I get that pe- listeners use those words. Um, sometimes I just, you know, oh, you changed my life. I listened to the show, you know, left my work and got started in myself a business or had a business and have taken it to another level. I mean, it's very humbling. Uh, and any business that can, that can do that, it, it's, it's great to be a part of, I must say. I, I have, um, I have, again, when I got introduced to you, I'd heard of Isogenics because I had, uh, I've got two mates, both of which, um, lost a, one lost a significant amount of weight as a result yes. of it. The other one, uh, was fit. He just got fitter, um, yeah. as a result of it. So, um, yeah, uh, that, again, that's my skepticism a, a, around this type of stuff is the products got to be good. Yeah, there might be a really fandangled business model that is called multi-level marketing and, you yeah. know, we all get rich and all that type of stuff if you're involved. But, um, you know, the product's got to be good. And so I, it's I, nice to have that, the horse in front of the cart, as they would say. I, I, I don't really want to finish on a marketing – oh, that sounds ridiculous. I don't want to finish on a marketing lesson. It's a bloody marketing show, Timbo. <laughs> Mate, yeah, okay. you, you, MLMers, you, you're bloody good at systems and duplicating things. And I know there's a lot of business owners out there who don't have systems and are constantly recreating the wheel each time. Can you just – What's that systems and duplication thing all about? Well, just just take our business here in Australia. Well, we're, we're up three hundred and eighty percent on last year's figures. Now, any company any company would be jumping for joy if I had ten to fifteen percent. We're up three hundred and eighty percent. Suzanne, I'm a side business. Here, here's uh, here's the truth, the secret. Suzanne, so we're doing about $2 million sales a month. So we're doing about $25 million a year right now. Number one, we have no overheads. We have no staff. We have no rent. The only overheads we have is virtually our phone um, and our computer, and we can work from home, and we choose who we work with. And I love that, you mm-hmm. know. I, I, I love just the freedom of, of choosing who you work with. And not being told who you have to do this, and I'm a bit of a rebel, um, as you might imagine. Mm. I don't like being told what to do, mm-hmm. and um, so <laughs> that's why I think I left the police force. I think, <laughs> and, and and the fact that the, the, the duplication is about the fact that when it's time to talk to someone about your product or about the business opportunity, the health or the wealth, um, there are. You, I'm sure you have key messages in place. You have a process for talking about things, one thing before the other. Uh, I, I think a lot of businesses don't. They yep. just kind of figure, they'd start from where they think's most appropriate. But there well, is a there is a there's strategy to the way well, you go about it. Also, when I sit down with them, I, I virtually tell them up front that your success is up to you and your failure is up to you. But I'm here to help and guide you and mentor you so you don't have to make the same mistakes that I do. And then I find out, you know, do you like your job? And when I sit down with most people, they don't like their job. They, they, want, they want freedom. They want to be able to spend t- more time with their children. Mm-hmm. And when I know that, I can really help and guide them because, you know, and that's the secret of knowing why they want to do that. And that's why we duplicate because we've taught our 10 people. They've taught their 20 people. Those 20 people have taught their 100 people. Mm. And that's how we've duplicated ourselves, just like the McDonald's friend. Mm, yeah, gotcha. Did I end up getting your superpower, Paul? Superpower? What do you mean by that superpower? <laughs> well, you know, what What are you most good at? I can't remember whether you answered that or not. What am I most good at? What are you um, most good at? You're you a connector. You are obviously a bloke. He wears his heart on his sleeve, loves to tell stories. I, I love I love presenting and telling the stories and just coming from the heart. That's yeah. and virtually when you come from the heart, people know that you, you're being authentic, you're being real, and um, you know 
I, I don't want people to go through the things that I've gone through. So my major mission um, was this because this is willable to your children. So I mainly focused on um, my grandchildren. I remember back crying. And that's why I, I changed my whole mentality about my um, working with, for my grandchildren. So that, that's what yeah, was right. my major purpose and that's what drove me. And still does. It still does. Love and it, mate. Does. I'm leaving yep. it right there. That's a beautiful way to finish. Paul McEnany from Isagenix, thanks so much for sharing on Small Business Big Marketing. Tim, it's been a pleasure and thank you so much. And if I could just help one or two people, um, you know, change their lives or help with their business, uh, thank you so much. So, team, what do you reckon? I uh, I want to share my top three learnings from that interview in a moment, thanks to Net Registry and 99designs. But I'd love to know your thoughts on that interview and your thoughts on network marketing now that you've listened to Paul. What an amazing story he shared. What a what a journey he is on. I uh, inspiring stuff, inspiring stuff. Here's the top three uh, business lessons, marketing lessons that I got from it. Number one, look out for trends and see if there's a way of applying them in your business. Uh, you could apply trends in, the, in product development, service development, um, social media discussion, even blog posts. So I like how Isagenics it is. I mean, it's tapped in to a massive trend around the world at the moment, which is which is health and well-being. Second tip, help, H-E-L-P. The more you help, the more success you get. I talk about this from stage with my keynote, which is called The Helpful Business. How can you be helpful? Well, you know, it's not hard to be helpful. We don't do it enough. But think about in your customer service operations, your opening hours, your marketing materials, your payment terms. Just be helpful. And if all that's too hard, go and open the door for someone. Number three, tip from Paul's discussion, share your life experiences. Be more open. Tell stories. It's the best way of selling. We've spoken about it before. Get personal. You don't have to open entirely up, but when you want to make a point about your business to a customer or client, back it up with a story. It's a great way of selling. I would love to know what your thoughts were on that interview. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and leave a comment in the blog post. And Paul has kindly offered to share with you additional insights and answer any questions you have about the either the health side of isogenics or the wealth side of isogenics and of network marketing in general and he's kindly given me kindly given me his phone number and uh, and email address to share with you phone number 0449 uh, and put a plus six one in the front of that uh, overseas listeners and drop the zero at the front. Or you can email Paul at Paul McEnany. I'll spell that. So it's Paul and then M-C-A-N-E-N-Y at yahoo.com.au. So, hey, continue the discussion on the blog, on the website with the show notes or phone Paul directly and have the discussion. Hope you enjoyed that little fireside chat. Okay, so quote of the week. People, nice feedback on last week's quote of the week. This week's quote of the week, one of my favourite. Use it often. You ready? If you think what you've always thought, you'll do what you've always done. And if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. That just about wraps it up for episode 206 of Australia's number one marketing show. Upcoming guests include past premier of Victoria, Victoria, the Honourable Jeff Kennett, Australia's leading humour coaches, Troy and Zara, and plenty, plenty more. Don't forget to join the forum. I love to see you inside. Love solving your marketing conundrums. A big thank you to Net Registry and 99designs.com.au forward slash SBBM for making this show possible. And that's about it, team. May your marketing be the best marketing. See you next week. You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reed. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com.